Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secrets of Marketers podcast, the only podcast you can rely on to give you real, raw, unfiltered marketing advice covering the latest tips, tricks, and tools that millionaire marketers use to make money online. I am your host, Jeremy Blossom. Sit back, relax, and let's start discovering the true secrets of marketers. Welcome to the Secrets of Marketers podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Blossom. And today I am joined by Ryan Chapman, the founder of Fix Your Funnel, fixyourfunnel.com. Ryan, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. I am really excited to have you on. I am actually a customer of yours. Um, We have a few of our clients using Fix Your Funnel and I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to dive into where you came up with that idea and more about your background. Uh, Just before we hopped on, we're talking about um, my kind of indoctrination into direct response and um, and how I met Dan Kennedy and, and how I got into it. But I'd love to hear, just because it'd be perfect time, how did you get involved with direct response and, and what's your background, Ryan? Um, you know, I was raised to be an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur. He was a, a home builder and then eventually would go into mortgages and stuff. And, you know, the, just the way that I was raised, I'm the oldest of 13 kids. Oh. So, um, we always, like, I never, I, I don't think I really had any jobs. You know, I had the paper route, you know, I had you know, little things like that, little businesses I'd started up as a kid. But, um, you know, I worked for my dad quite a bit, you know, so I got to learn from him. And then, you know, once I reached adulthood, it just, I couldn't do, I worked for people a couple of times, but it just wasn't something that I was built to do. I was built to be an entrepreneur. However, I was not educated to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> All of my initial attempts really were, you know, failures in, in the sense I would say today. You know, I got by, you know, kind of scraped, but didn't really prosper ever. And it wasn't until uh, 2006, I'd moved back to Southern California. My wife could tell I was agitated because some of the things I was trying to do weren't working out. She said, go play basketball. You love that because I'm six, seven. So go get your aggression out. And so, you know, I got paired up with a guy who was six, nine. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to battle it in the key. Yeah. He was like, he was like Larry Bird. He went out to the three-point lane, drained eight three-pointers on me. Oh, it devastated me. I was like, oh, great. I'm new to this court and already you know, I've got a reputation. I can't cover the other guy. So I was kind of bummed. But afterwards I asked him, so what do you do? And he said, I'm a marketing consultant. And immediately I was turned off because I'd had a bad experience with a marketing consultant before. Uh, okay. You know, giving him 21 grand and six months later got a postcard. You know, it was terrible. Uh, postcard offered a free lunch. I was like, oh, oh no. You know, so I was like, well, I could have done that. And so I just wasn't, you know, I, Unfortunately, we fill our head with whatever category was our last experience in that thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I was not interested at all talking to him for another second. But then he said, I'm also a marketing coach. I'm like, okay, now you've got my attention. And he asked me, do you know a guy named Dan Kennedy? I said, never heard of him. He's like, well, you're going to learn about him. And he introduced me to uh, what was at the time GKIC's most incredible free gift ever. Yeah. I got the package and I started to listen to the CD set from Dan Kennedy called the brass balls factor, something like that. And I was like, Oh, this, this guy's got something for me. And I I went immediately into a deep dive um, of learning everything I could from him. And at the same time, 
this new friend of mine, Travis Tolstrup, he introduced me to uh, Infusionsoft. And so I had marketing automation and I had direct response marketing introduced to me at the same time. And that was the beginning of the whole change of my world. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it. That's like the perfect yeah. recipe for amazing things to happen, right? Especially if those yeah. are two, two subjects that you're, you're learning at the same time to merge into the same time is, is awesome. I, I can't express the gratitude. Uh, in fact, it makes me a little bit emotional just thinking about it to uh, Travis for pointing me in that direction. Because mm-hmm. from there, everything started to change for me and my family. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's been a great journey since then. I try and give that back to anybody I run into, you know, try and point them in the same direction I was pointed. Because, you know, when you get direct response marketing, and then if you couple that with marketing automation, you literally cannot lose. They could drop you anywhere in the world. Yeah. And you could trend, you could create an opportunity in a matter of days that could pay you a fortune forever. You know, yes. it's really liberating. And I'd never felt that way before. I always felt a little bit scared as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I started to feel confident in my ability as an entrepreneur because I, I knew the secret that I was missing, I've been missing before. Because I could put together a good business, but I had a rough idea of the math. Because mm-hmm. you know, they, they say, you got to get your business math right. You got to have a good you know, value proposition for the marketplace. You got to have a market that's actually interested in spending money with you. But then you got to be able to get it in front of them and then compel people to change their view of the world. Because everybody makes buying decisions based on how they view the world. That's right. And so if you can't find a way to communicate a new paradigm to them, well, their buying decisions don't change. A hundred percent. I can resonate with the uh, emotional uh, power that, that uh, you feel, I should say, the feeling that you just overcame you because I remember the same thing. Um, when I remember talking to my wife and we're driving home uh, from, I don't know, the grocery store or somewhere, and then it just feeling kind of came over to me. Uh, for the very first time ever in business, I felt like I truly was in control of my destiny. Um, yeah. I had my very so first, what's that? So liberating. Yeah, it's extremely liberating. Um, the very first job, so I, I was waiting tables. Uh, I, I, we, we, our, our company does a lot in the financial space. And it's because I had worked uh, in the financial space before I, I started StrikePoint, uh, my, my adult career. But it was because I was waiting tables, going to college, and I had a conversation uh, with one of my friends who came in to visit and they were sitting at a table. And I said to them, I go, you know, I hate it that people put a value on you. Okay. Like you're worth $15 an hour. You're worth $75,000 a year, right? That's what somebody else is dictating. And I said to him, I go, I wish it was up to me how much money I could make. That was, that was the sentence that I had said. Yeah. This, this gentleman and his wife and his daughter were, were also you know, patrons that I was serving and they overheard the conversation. And he says, you know, what, I really liked what you said. What do you mean by that? And we just started having a discussion. He gives me his business card and I went to go work for him. And uh, it was a commission-based job where I got to kind of make my money kind of and, you know, but I had always, I felt like that was like my way in, like my start to that journey. And it wasn't until my um, 
indoctrination into direct response marketing that I ever really truly felt that I could stand by that statement that it really is up to me how much money I want to make or what I really want to do with my life. And no one can take that from me. No one can. Like, it doesn't matter if Strike Point's here tomorrow or not, or if, you know, whatever business I decide to do, I can go out and sell and persuade online consistently. And that's yeah. awesome, right? So I know that feeling that you have about, you know, yeah, wow, it's totally I, I life changing. Yeah, it really is. And the people that kind of orchestrated you there. So, Okay. Well, that's really good. So that was your background into how you got indoctrinated. What was the business that you had at the time that you started implementing, you know, Infusionsoft? So, and- <clears throat> I really didn't have much of a business. This was, you know, if, if you know um, what the market was doing in 2006, we were right about to start the mortgage meltdown crisis. Yeah. So my brother just got in and he, he'd been in construction loans, but that had started to dry up. You know, we had a good history in construction. Then he went into, uh, started to do um, subprime lending just at the time when everything went south. So I'd started to apply some of these techniques to help him with the subprime lending business. And, you know, that was good. It was going well for him. And I was, you know, getting my chops, you know, learning some of these concepts. But I was really had my eye on an opportunity. And so it was in uh, 2007, you know, the beginning of 2007, that my brother came to me and said, hey, you've been learning this stuff for a few months. Um, I think I've got an opportunity. Will you join me? And so the opportunity was he had figured out that the next big thing for real estate was going to be short sales because everybody was upside down in their mortgage and the banks were just ripping the real estate agents to shreds. They were telling them, yeah, we'll give you 500 bucks and you can hit the road. (laughs) Too much money on this. And the agents had no idea what was going on. So he came to me and said, Hey, I found a loss mitigator at a bank. He's explained to me exactly what's going on inside of the bank. I think we can teach real estate agents how to negotiate with banks better so that everybody wins. And I said, cool. Sounds like a good opportunity. I mean, the market's pointing in the right direction. There's severe pressure on the people that we would be selling to uh, to figure this problem out. Yeah. And we got a great solution. So that's, that's a perfect storm right there. And it was a real blessing because for the first time, I was getting to really apply these concepts I was learning, but it was an environment where everything was leveraged in my favor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the market was pushing hard, you know, for them to, you know, uh, respond the way that I would want to. So it, it made it, it was like having training wheels on Harley Davidson. And I could learn <laughs> how to, I could learn how to drive it. And we ended up going from zero to 1.3 million in revenue in 12 months. Wow. Like it was literally zero. Trent put in $237. I had nothing to put in except for mm-hmm. myself. And that's what we started with. And 12 months later, we had done 1.3 million. And we would go on to grow it up to about 3 million annual. Wow. And that, but that was a limited time business. I love it. Wow. It was a limited time business, right? But I, you know, it was through that experience, I got to do all sorts of stuff. I probably sent so many emails. People wouldn't even recognize how many emails. Because that, at that time, if you think back to 2007, the whole uh, online marketing program was email driven. There were, right. there were no, it was no, there were no alternatives. Correct. We'll get into a fix your funnel and that's all, you know, mostly texting and calling, but the, it was really all email driven at that time. And so we had to get good at the game of email. And so we had to learn how do you get emails delivered and what messages actually compel people. And, and then what should you ask for? You know, I, I was introduced at a time when people were saying, just ask for email address on your, on your web forms, because then you'll get a higher conversion. And I said, well, that's dumb because Dan Kennedy told me I need to go multimedia in my marketing. How can I go multimedia if I only have an email? 
Yeah. You introduced me to a rule that I call marketing rule number 19, which is before you decide how to lead, lead gen, know how you're going to sell. And most people don't do this. They just go, oh, um, email is the best way to get leads. I'll do that. They don't think, how am I going to sell? Yeah. Well, you know, I'll just bombard them with emails till they buy. And, you know, there's, just, there's people that are successful at that. So I don't want to take anything away from that. But most people are not. Most Correct. people cannot sell by email. And, you know, the game gets harder and harder as time goes on. So, you know, that marketing rule that I gained, really, that's a, you know, kind of a distillation of something Dan Canby would have taught at some point in time, which was that, you know, you got to know how you're going to sell before you start deciding what information you want to gather in the lead generation process. Well, we asked for name, we asked for email, we asked for phone number, we asked for their boss's number, with their boss's <laughs> name, fax number, address. You know, yeah. We asked for all of it in order for them to attend a free training. Now, this goes back to something I think you've talked about in this podcast before, which is offer creation. Yeah. Really right. got to have a compelling offer in order for you to be able to get what you want in this marketing exchange of information. If you have a weak offer, then of course, just ask for email address because that's all you're going to get. Yeah. You're probably going to get the junk email address, not the good one, right? That's right. So it's all about the offer. So, you know, we started learning all that kind of stuff through the process. Yeah, I love that. So you were able to go and build up something from $237 into a multi-seven-figure business. And then even that tripled it to your seven-figure business into a $3 million business. And then at some point, you started to transition and there was something missing in the marketplace. Is what I'm, my, my guess is how Fix Your Funnel. Yeah. Well, so we had, as, as we were running this, uh, this training company, you know, my job was the marketing and the technology. I was not a face man. I would eventually take a role in the business talking to actual customers uh, to teach them marketing because as soon as we solved their problem of negotiating with the bank, we created another problem, which is business, right? Yeah. As soon as you solve one problem of business, you expose another problem. And so you just move from problem to problem. And as you do, hopefully, if your math is right, and your structure is right, then your profit margin goes up. Right. And so, uh, you know, I did eventually come out and start talking about marketing because that was my role in the company. But we were doing a lot of advanced stuff because I knew how to code by accident. <laughs> um, that's another story for another time. <laughs> but, you know, because I knew how to code and stuff, then, you know, we were doing a lot of stuff with the Infusionsoft's API internally, um, a lot of advanced stuff. We needed a one-click upsell, so I created that internally. Wow. I was a mastermind with some guys named uh, Ryan Dice and Dan Merrill and and those guys sound a little familiar, you know, small time marketers. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, you'd have that? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I gave them the script for it. They ran off and, you know, they'd do millions with that one click. Yeah, up. right. Yep. And then I ended up converting that into, uh, you know, a service. And I thought, you know, this software thing is kind of interesting. I can really do quite a bit to expand the functionality of, of the CRM that we're using. You know, maybe there's a market for that. And I know short sales aren't going to be around forever. It lasted a lot longer than we thought it would. In fact, uh, that business model is very interesting in the sense that it was an upfront and then a, a membership. Mm. We had people in our membership for uh, the longest. There's someone still going. <laughs> I don't know why they're still in the membership. One person, <laughs> that's huh. it. But our average is about four or five years in our membership. Wow. Wow. And the reason why is because we had figured out a really good formula. But again, that's probably a topic for another time. But through that process of doing all that stuff, you know, and seeing that business, okay, this can't possibly go on. There was a point where we stopped selling and the business would produce money for another two years on recurring revenue. But I said, I can see the writing on the wall. We've got to figure something else out. And this is where I really kind of got 
if I had confidence before, the confidence really accelerated once we started Fix Your Funnel because I realized, hey, I can take all these same concepts we've been doing in a training company and I can put them into a software company. Mm. So the same concept we used to build the first company together, we built them the software company. So that started back in 2009, really got serious in 2012 because that's when the revenue really started to drop off from the other company. Sure. And it was around 2012 that um, a buddy of mine said, hey, I think you ought to look into texting. His name's Craig Jacobson. If you have not heard of Craig, he is a genius, like one of the smartest guys I know. But he says, um, he says, yeah, you ought to look into texting, right? I think that you guys can do something special with that. And so we started looking into texting and uh, it was just at the right time when normal phone numbers were starting to be available to to use for texting and yep. started developing stuff. And, you know, it was a one step at a time. At first, we just had the automated conversations, which was a keyword phone number. Um, yep. situation where someone would text a keyword like demo to 760-621-8199. And then they would start an automated conversation that would capture like their name and their email address and throw that into the CRM apply a tag so we could start automation. And this is all we, inside of Infusionsoft, right? So this is what yeah. you need to put inside, which Infusionsoft wasn't doing any of this stuff. It didn't, it wasn't, it didn't have the, no. the functionality to do any of this. So you no. built your own version to do this. And, you know, hats off to you because I feel like, I, I still feel like texting is still at the very baby, baby stages yeah. of, of its power use, um, especially as a marketing tool. And I think a lot of people who are listening to the show right now are probably like really excited to hear what you have to say regarding tech messages because, you know, they're either like, you know, I've been thinking about doing it, just don't know how to properly implement it, or I've got you know, email really figured out, but you know, that's starting not to back out like it used to for me and I need something different and I use Infusionsoft or I, I you know, in my case for our clients, they do a ton of radio advertising, right? And so yeah. they have a bunch of phone numbers, they have a huge call center. So these types of people- well, That's the wonderful thing, you know, about the texting thing is it's, it's like a mobile web form. You know, this web form that you carry around in your head, you can throw it anywhere. You can do it in a radio ad. You can do it in a video, social media post, a blog post, direct mail, in a book, whatever. You know, and that's the nice part is you don't have to be technical to get get using it. You, know, you don't have to like know some HTML web guy to put it on your website. Yeah, you just type it up and boom, it's yeah. there. And it's super effective because as the as soon as that person's texting into, they're already giving you their mobile phone number, which if you think about it, is the most unique piece of contact information that any of us have. A hundred percent. Like, you know, you might have multiple email addresses. You I might know. have multiple addresses. You've got your business, your home address, whatever. But most people only have one mobile phone number that they use for themselves as an individual. It's probably more unique than social security numbers in the United States, to be honest. I mean, it, it's, it's that good. It is that good. From, from a communication standpoint, it's, there is no better uh, form. I think it's a hundred percent red. I get a text message, no matter what it's from or who it's from, I look at it and I open it up. And, you know, so every single one I have maybe 11,000 unread emails, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, if that maybe, maybe, maybe four times that amount. Well, and you said something really interesting too, which was that, um, you know, texting has been around for a while. It's 40 years old, apparently. Um, I didn't know that. I thought it was I like did not 20. know that either. That was, that's someone said recently it was 40 years old. I was like, wow, I didn't have, I had no idea. And it's only recently that businesses are really starting to get it. And not all businesses get it. And the reason why is something very interesting. Now, when email first came out, and this is important to understand the whole concept, but when email first came out, the first people to start using it for marketing were people that came from the direct response world. 
So what's the direct response world? Where the direct response marketing world is actually direct mail. That's where their initial right. base is. That's their history. Well, the interesting thing about direct mail is it's it, one of its strengths is you can communicate this message, you know, through your copy. That's why all the focus is always on the copy. And what that copy is really creating is this two-sided conversation in written form. It's a salesperson in print is how we'd like to talk about it, right? Yep. And so the, the beautiful thing about it is you can communicate all this information, change someone's worldview, and then as a result, invite them to do something. Well, it's just as easy to invite them to buy through a direct mail piece as it would be to invite them to write a letter back saying, hey, I'm interested. So that's what you did. You just invited them to buy. Those were the rules of direct mail. Well, then email came along and people said, oh, wow, now I can send that letter for free, you know, essentially, and it's going to be delivered instantly. Yep. And they got so enamored with those two benefits that came from the technology we call email that they didn't bother to look at what else was available. And one of the missing values of email that just never gained traction. In fact, if you look at 99% of the marketing automation emails written, they're not intended to have a response. Good point. They're intended to have a click. You, yeah, they do want some, you know, response. There's action, 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 not response. Not, not response. But the yeah. interesting part is almost all sales happen in conversation. Now, some of those sales happen through video and the person or copy in the person, but far more actually occur through conversation than through the, the kind of the automated method. And so starting a conversation is a really critical part to growing a business. So if you, if right now you don't, really have a bunch of conversations, but you have a good amount of sales, I would guess that you probably are leaving half of your profit on the table because you don't start a conversation. Absolutely. So this, this was the benefit that email actually brought that was more powerful than the immediacy and the, and the cost was the ability to get a response. Yeah. Conversation. But nobody leveraged that whatsoever. Okay, now fast forward to texting. When texting came on the scene, what did people do? They carried over the same rules that they had from direct response mail, you know, direct mail, that they carried over to email, now they're carrying it into texting. And they're continuing to speak at people primarily. This is the, where people don't get the real benefit of texting. Because the 40-year history of texting has been conversational, right? Engaging yeah. in a conversation yeah. with another person. So a personal person, personal communication media. But big corporations that saw texting and said, oh, maybe this will solve our email problem. Just took all the things that they did with the email, email that were done. That's right. And they applied it to texting. Now they had to write a shorter email, right? They only had 160 yeah. characters, but they were still just talking at people, reporting people to do a take an action and not actually engaging in a conversation. But all the power of texting really lies in conversation. Hmm. Now, some people get intimidated by that and say, well, geez, Louise, how could I handle all the conversations I would be trying to start because I'm generating so many leads? Well, guess what? The only people that communicate are the people that actually are thinking about making a buying decision. That's right. All the people that aren't thinking about it, they don't respond. That's right. They won't respond back. They won't start the conversation because they're not ready to have it. No. And the people that do engage in conversation, you better believe it's worth every cent to have somebody engaging in that conversation with them because they're going to be buying. The question is from who and when. But if they have a conversation with them, you're going to accelerate that sales cycle. So you reduce the, the actual duration of the sales cycle. That's a big deal in marketing because uh, if we were in a traditional product business, for example, and some people are on top of the marketing business, right? But you have product and you have inventory. Well, capital is tied up in the inventory. 
And the amount of money you can make depends on how many inventory turns you can make off of the capital invested in inventory. So yep. you either try and flip that very frequently and get, make sure you got the right SKUs so you're not getting wasted inventory or whatever. But that's how you make more money is you figure out how do I flip the inventory quicker with the, same, the amount of capital I have invested. Well, when it comes to marketing, we have a, a certain amount of capital invested in generating leads for marketing. The way that we flip that capital quicker and allow us to accelerate growth is we have to condense the, the sales cycle. Well, the quickest way I know to condense the sales cycle is start a conversation sooner in the process. Yep. And so uh, the big thing with texting is starting conversations. That's like the whole big thing. Yes, I we can do it. the automated part I talked about where you do have them text a keyword and then you ask them for their name and then their email. But as quickly as you can, you want to, you want to cycle into starting a conversation. And the beautiful part is Starting conversation is really easy. Yeah, with text messages, you can just throw... Yeah, I, I love that. So you're dropping some really, really good information. I think I always try to... Unpack it for us here. <laughs> I love it. No, because what I like to do is like, I like to take what my guests give us and then I try to turn it into some actionable things. So one big thing so far that we've hit on with text messages... Uh, and, and, and perfecting text messages, using text messaging as a powerful tool in your marketing is number one, probably the most important golden rule is make text messaging a conversational tool and use it to help you sell using a conversation. Do not do broadcast messaging. Do not use text messaging like what a lot of people have done with their emails. Like there's this big thing that's happening right now. Just FYI, you know that I've got this big thing that's happening right now. Everybody, did you know I've got this big thing that's happening? <laughs> like, you know, cause then people get turned off and like, Oh gosh. And that, and I feel like, um, so many of the big, uh, a lot of our clients, uh, when I'm talking to them, the ideas that they have, um, are not necessarily bad ideas. They're just bad ideas for them because they're not the big brand that that can get away with some of the things. Well, that you know, there's there is a classic pitfall that almost every business and marketer falls into, which is that of thinking that their world is the world. Yeah. Okay. So what I want and what I'm thinking about, everybody else should be wanting and thinking about, and that's always a mistake because. They're, that's not where the person is. You have to go meet the prospect where they are and then bring them to where you want them to be. Well, if you start out where you want them to be, you're never connecting. And so it's, it's really a matter of with the texting is going and meeting them where they are. And that's the beautiful part about marketing automation tools in particular. They always give you context. So yeah. your question is never out of left field. Now, I'm not against sending out information saying, hey, here's an important video you should watch or here you should know about this thing. But then what nobody does that they should be doing is they don't say, what did you think about that? Mm. Trying to elicit a conversation. So if you're going to give content, the next question you should do, if you like, if you cared about a person, right? Yeah. Content, the very next thing you would do is say, well, what'd you think of that? I like to use at the very beginning, like in that lead capture part, when we, we've talked about that, you're doing it with the radio ads, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. you're keyword, you're asking for maybe name and then email address. I always like to end that conversation with an open-ended question using the why did you formula. And I do, I do BTW, by the way, right? Because mm -hmm. I want to soften it a little bit because this is a very direct question. I said, why did you text? And then I'd say the keyword to our number today. I love and it. That question to me is one of the most powerful questions you can ask at the very beginning because instantly it allows them. And here's the beautiful thing about questions. We all think in questions. 
And so even if they don't respond to the question, we've started to activate something in them. There's something called the reticular activator. Have you heard of this? No. So the reticular activator is the part of the brain or the psyche that gets tuned into something that's important. So if you've ever thought about buying a new car and you start thinking about, oh, I really am interested in uh, that Tesla Model 3, suddenly you'll see it everywhere. Yeah. What happened is in your brain, you activated the reticular activator, which says, hey, something's important to us. We got to be on the look for it everywhere. So it's a real deep part of our psyche that once something is activated, then we're looking for it everywhere. When you ask a question like, why did you text in that keyword today? What happens is it turns on the reticular activator to the reasons that they have, you know, why did they do it? If you think about why does a person respond to an ad, there's obviously something connected for them in your marketing yeah so you want and this is what people don't do they think oh okay i got their attention let's go and we'll go for the purchase what you want to do is you want to set the hook right and the way we set the hook psychologically is we get them to think about what was the motivation right and when we think about actors right they're always like well what's my motivation in this scene (laughs) well in marketing we want them to be really clear on what their motivation is why did you do now if they happen to respond to us to that question right we ask that question at the end of this little lead capture process and they respond to that question well that tells us a whole lot about where they are in the journey to becoming a customer uh, uh, once, yeah. once you as a salesman or a marketer are able to identify where a person is in that journey then we know exactly where to lead them so that they can make a buying decision it's going to be in their best interest. Goes back you have to, to know where they start. Yeah, it goes back to meeting them where they're at. And, you know, so a lot of what we do, right, as marketers is we're just taking sales best practices, right? What, what yep. you do as a salesman, and then you're just trying to match the medium in which you're talking to. So one of my favorite questions I used to ask when I was a salesman was, what were you looking for or hoping to find, right? It was like a great open sure. question to get the conversation Perfect. going. However, with text messaging, and I lo- what I love about that question that you are asking them is that there is such a... When you're communicating, even if it's with your wife, your friend, your brother, or whatever, there is something special and different about writing things down. And so when you ask that question, you're asking them to write down your thoughts. Because if you were to ask that same question, by the way, why did you ask this guy? And you said it over the phone, the person's probably going to respond back, well, I was just looking for information. Because there are our real responses, right, that we have. Oh, I'm just looking. Why do people we come into the store? Hey, are you looking for anything? Can I help you? With it? No, I'm just looking. No, just looking. That's not true. I came in for pants. Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I came in for pants. I would like to see some pants that are my size. Hopefully, you have them. I'm six seven. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's the interesting thing that you're bringing up about the writing is we tend to think through things more thoroughly, and that's the beautiful part about the question of text message is it, it activates the psyche at a different level than just an audio conversation. And, you know, even if you ask a rhetorical question in a video, nobody thinks you want an answer. Yeah. It doesn't have the same power as when you're actually asking it to them. Now, they're, of course, evaluating, do I want to respond to this? That's fine. But in that evaluation, we've actually entered into their mind. It's almost like you've created a virus and you've stuck it in there now. Yeah. So, right. you know, that's where, you know, with Fix Your Funnel in particular, we have our mobile surveys. I'm a real big fan of using those. I'll use those in the same final text. You know, I'll tell them, okay, I'll send that thing to you that I promised. Uh, by the way, here's a quick uh, survey you can take that will help us to know how we can serve you better. 
And then, by the way, why did you text in today? Now, if they respond to that text message, awesome. If they click through the survey, fantastic. Both of those are going to accomplish very similar things for me because I can know that they tap through the survey. I know as they go through the answers. I know if they get to the end, they watch the video. We've got video tracking, so I, can, I know how much of the video they watch. Yep. You know, with marketing automation, unfortunately, we're like Big Brother. We know everything that's going on, right? Yeah. With that, that gives us context, too. So let's say they go through my simple survey. They answer my five questions, which are all designed, right? One of them is designed to segregate into groups. The other Are four these surveys coming out via text message? Like, can you explain the survey? No, no. So the survey, I'll use what we call a trackable link in the text message. So when okay. they tap that link, it's going to take them to a, a, just a very simple website that just has the question and the answers on it. Okay. But that's all tracked all the way through. So that applied, just them tapping on the link, apply the tag back in the CRM. Um, as they go through the, the survey, it's instantly adding tags back into the CRM. And so what's happening through that whole process is I know what's going on. But my first question is always a segregation question. I want to put them into different groups, you know, generally speaking, so I can tailor my marketing to them more specifically. It's more meaningful. The more I speak to your actual problem, then the, yeah, more, the, more, the, the more unique and personal you can make it, you know, yes. the Holy grail is like, you know, you see something that is exactly your size, your favorite color, the same, the price that you were hoping it would be at. When you feel like someone's reading your mail, like this is everything I wanted. It's not, it's how fast can you take out your credit card and, and snap yeah. it before anybody else does. Right. Because well, and even when you go to more um, ethereal products or services, right. The value of a service, we actually correlate with how the, how closely does it match my unique problem. Yeah. So if someone's a generalist, we usually value that much lower than someone who is a specialist in our particular problem. That's, That's right. why the specialist um, surgeon gets way more than the generalist surgeon, right? Because he's got way more spe- special knowledge in that one problem that we have, and we feel more confident, it's more valuable to us. That's yep. true in, across all industries, especially when you get into stuff like you're talking about financial markets, right? The, the more I feel like you understand my problem, the more I am willing to pay you to solve it. It's an interesting correlation. So the survey does a couple of things. One is it gives them that impression, but also I can ask questions that will change the way that they see the world. That's the interesting part. If you, think, if, you, if you get your question right, your question will actually cause them to be prepared for a conversation that can then lead to a buying decision. That's right. So I it do also, those. Go ahead. It also, questions also put you in control. And, you yeah. know, I always remind people, um, our logo, StrikePoint's logo is when you get hired here, I go through what I believe is the perfect customer journey. Um, there yeah. is no... It, that's more theoretical, but I always tell our, our employees here when they start is that every business, whether they are intentional or unintentional, the poor businesses, the new businesses, the ones that um, uh, people don't get it, uh, they're just trying out, you know, maybe, you know, launching their very first e-commerce thing, whatever, no matter what, everybody's going to have a customer journey with you, yes. right? So whether or not you're intentional or not is is up to your business. But the more intentional you can be with that customer journey, the better you can make that experience for them. Um, yes. Likely the margins for your business are going to be higher. Yes. The, uh, the, you know, the holy grail of, of referrals and having everyone talk about so positively is a direct reflection of the journey that someone took 
to exactly. get, you know, oh, be aware of your business, whatever. And so I love questions because questions are how you can move somebody. So, you know, in marketing, we all talk about awareness, right? That's the very tip of the tip of the funnel. It's the, yeah. you know, the first thing that you need to do. And as an advertising agency and an ad network, we do awareness a lot. But in fact, we do it a little bit differently. I, I tell people not to use the word awareness. I say use the word attract. And, you know, try to attract the people, not make someone aware of it. And how you can attract somebody, the easiest way to do it is that you ask them a question, you know, hey, would you like to, you know, a poignant question at the right time and right place, right? You're walking through the grocery store. You're not thinking, do you want to save 20% on your car insurance? That's just not, (laughs) that's not a question that you're like, wait, why would I, I I don't care about that right now. About context. That's yeah. About context, timing, the place. And so I do think that questions are a really integral part in getting somebody from the awareness slash attraction into the engagement. And it's another way for you to build a know, like, and trust because what's everyone's favorite subject? Themselves. So by asking questions, you're allowing them to do the thing that they love to do. Huh? I never thought about that. Let me think, what do I want? What do I care about? What do I want out of this? And you get that, uh, that know, like, and trust can actually be expedited because really they're just knowing, liking, and trust themselves. And they are coming up with a decision to move forward with you on their own. Yeah. Anyway, I can go maybe on and that's, on. Maybe that's why the, the consultative sale is one of the easiest sales. You don't have to be a great, like you're, you're not a manipulative. You're not like, you don't have these special closes. The consultative sale just says, Tell me where you are. What's your problem? How are you feeling? You know, what is it that you're trying to overcome? Where are you trying to get to? Well, and once you ask all those questions, people just get clear on what they need to be clear on in order to make a buying decision. That's right. And now you just say, well, do you have any concerns? You know, in, in many people, I think it would it blow people away to discover how many of their prospects were one question or one concern away from buying. Mm. And they simply just didn't provide an environment. I think there's a lot of places that use the phone as, a, as the dominant way of interaction with leads. Yep. And the problem with the phone is many people are afraid of salespeople. Yes. They're afraid of salespeople. And that's another benefit that texting gives you is texting is a safe space, so to speak. I hate using that word because it's kind of been abused. But it gives people this, this safe environment in which they can respond on their own terms. And the, the great thing about that is it helps them build up trust and warm up to you before you then move to the phone. Many of our, many of our customers, what they do is they'll start out on the, on the texting side, either lead capture, they'll go into this open-ended question or conversation starter question uh, with the why did you type thing. And then they start in this quick back and forth. And then they say, you know, at that point they say, hey, how about we just jump on the phone so we can, uh, you know, like we can get to your questions a little bit easier. And people go, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I feel heard. I feel understood. I'm ready for a phone call now. That's and right. then at that point, when they get on the phone, it's not with a stranger. It's with a friend that they've been messaging. That's right. And so it's a totally different experience. Sales go up dramatically. The sales cycle as a whole, because if you think about that journey that we just mapped out, right? Someone texts in a keyword. They were interested. You know, when the person takes that action, that's the peak of their interest for that's most right. situations. And then from there, it's just a whole bunch of hurdles they have to overcome. Well, if we just ask them in a chat conversation method, you know, what's your name and what's your email and, you know, why did you text in? We've, we've just dramatically shortened the whole sales process 
because we can get them to having a conversation with the salesperson in literally minutes from the time that they first even knew that we existed. That is phenomenal. It's it's not only phenomenal, it's what you have to do nowadays to actually compete. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, if you really want to be a, a small seven-figure, medium, you know, eight-figure, nine-figure business, and if you don't get how to reach people the way that they want to be reached and be able to get them to pick up the phone, I'll tell you the number one reason why we use you guys um, is because of this problem that every single... if any client that has a, a sales floor, okay, they all have this problem. And this is why we use you guys is that they can't get people on the phone. No one is picking up the phone. They, one of our businesses has gone so far that we have created what we call EFIs, early funnel indicators for them. The early funnel indicators is that we're buying, you know, uh, uh, millions of dollars worth of media for them every single uh, year. And we're generating thousands of leads a month. And each lead source, and they're buying email, radio, Google, Facebook, you know, you, know, you name the source, YouTube, you name the source you're buying yeah. and we got ads there, okay? And they're literally tracking how many people are picking up the phone from YouTube, how many people are picking up the phone from radio, how many <laughs> people are picking up the phone. And, it, and we have data going back now. Uh, this is one of our biggest you know, wins that we've had as a company. We took these guys from zero to 100 million in sales in like two wow. years. Months. That's phenomenal. Yeah, they, they, they exploded. But what this is because we got so crazy and intense with this getting because that was the it's the lifeblood. Look, if you can't, if it's, it's one thing to make someone aware, it's, it's easier now than ever and cheaper now than ever to make someone aware of you that you, yes. you can do it for free by just doing Facebook lives every single day and you're going to actually sure. you know, do it long you'll enough. Get, you'll get people. Yeah, you're going to get people. That, that's not it. And, I, and we started off this discussion by how so many people get this wrong with their businesses. They don't get the sales machine part. They haven't built, they, they'll, they'll get an email list, but they can't sell it to them. They get a bunch of phone numbers, but they can't reach them. And so if you don't understand this concept of actually being able to build no like, and trust, you have to do those three things yes. in order to get the sale. And you can't do that unless you have a conversation and you can't have a conversation because they're afraid of set like phones. Cause they, you know, they're going to get yeah. somebody, you know, uh, saying that they have their social well, security, you know, fraud. And look at this. Here's, here's the thing. The, the main reason people don't answer the phone and this is important. It's all related is they don't recognize the number. Number mm-hmm. one reason, not because they don't want to talk to the salesperson, even though people are scared of talking to salespeople, Bigger than that is they don't recognize the number. Mm. And robocalls are off the chain right now. I mean, it is all over the place. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah. It, and, but there's bad, bad news for people that sell by phone right now. It's called iOS 13. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, so iOS 13 has got a feature in it. And it's just a little toggle. And when you toggle that, if the person, the number that's calling you is not in your contact book, the phone does not even ring. Wow. And then it doesn't give you a little voicemail notification. It does nothing. Wow. So in this makes texting an even bigger deal for people that are generating leads because this, this one feature, and I guarantee you, Android's going to follow suit like in months. Yeah. I can't tell you, I don't go anywhere where people don't complain about getting these calls that they don't know who it is. Yeah. And it could be their doctor's office. They don't know. They don't know. They recognize the number. And so they're like, and they, but they've answered enough that they know 
there's a one out of 10 chance that this is somebody I would know, but there's a nine out of 10 chance. This is somebody from India trying to <laughs> have a tax problem, whatever it is, you know, they're, they're pretty serious that this is a problem. So well, iOS 13 is going to release this. And I guarantee you, it won't take more than 30 days before almost hundred percent of the people that have an iPhone. And just so people understand that's 51% of the U S population. Wow. Now there are 4 billion 4 billion smartphone devices in circulation right now. You guys know the population of the planet roughly. Yeah. In the United States, it's over 110% because some people have a business line and a personal line. But it, everybody's got a, mo- a mobile phone. Everybody's got a smartphone just about right now from age 12 up. And 51% of the, the smartphones in circulation in the United States are iPhones. So within 30 days, half of the calls that you're trying to make, and if, you, if you're going for maybe a higher higher um, income level, that skews higher iOS or iPhone. Wow. Not that Androids are crap because there's some really great Androids, but they tend to skew towards iPhones with the more affluent market. So if you're in the affluent market, it's going to hit you greater than 51%. But within 30 days, if you're you're doing cold or warm calls where the person has not added you to their contact book, you've got a real problem. So in the United States and Canada, the benefit, like with Fix Your Funnels, you can send a V card or contact card. That needs to be happening early on in the funnel now. And you need to be encouraging people to add it. You've got to think. So that means you've got to think. You've wow. yeah, you got to think, how can I get people to add me to their contact book? Yeah. How can I get people to add my business to their contact book early in the process? Because as soon as I do get to the point where I want to call them, if they've got this feature turned on, and it's a toggle. It's not hard, right? And everybody's going to have it on. I mean, everyone will be, I mean, I'll, we'll be sitting around the, my next dinner conversation and we're all going to, do you have your toggle turned on? I mean, because we all hate it. We're all so inundated with that's it. That's why I say 30 days tops. Yep. That's and, and that's And that's going to kill businesses. There are going to be businesses that have been just kicking butt. They're going to go out of business in 30 days. Yeah, because their lead cost uh, is going to be so huge. They, you know, they need the sales to keep up, and all of a sudden, sales is going to fall through the floor because they didn't know that this was coming and they didn't prepare. This is, and good. then the the lead capture part is going to just consume them, and then a business that was phenomenal is going to be gone, and it's going to be so weird because it's just a little toggle on a little piece of software. It sits on the thing that's in everybody's pocket. Yeah, I think everyone listening to this is not, I mean, I think they're probably surprised and shocked because they're probably like me, I'm hearing this for the first time. At the same time, I'm also thinking to myself, this isn't that big a surprise. And thank God someone has done this so that sure. I can stop the, you know. Is the there pro- really anybody that, I mean, even the people that are like, yeah, my business could go out. They're like, but that's a pretty good feature. Yeah, exactly right. You're like, that's oh, like oh, complaining kinda, about it, you know? Yeah, so this is why more and more people are going to be needing to incorporate technology like you have. So what, let, let's yeah. get into, because I, I know everyone's going to be sending me messages and asking me about this. Give me the high level of fixture funnel. What can it do? You know, you know, just give me like the big things. That people so, can, I think a lot of people are going to be like, okay, well, I need to definitely get on this and I'm going to use it. If you can do it with texting on your, your personal phone, we're doing that for your business line for with fixture funnel. If you can do it with calling, we're, we're basically doing the same thing. We have native apps, so we can, it's, it's designed to be used as a team. Although an individual could, you know, they'd be fine. They can just be an individual. But yeah. if you have a team, it's built for teams. So that means everybody you, on your team that you want to have notified of incoming messages can be there. They can claim it. They start having the conversation. Um, so you can, it's designed for automation. So we have that lead capture put component on the front side. 
which I think is the most important way to open the door to texting. There's legal requirements mm-hmm. to open the door for texting, but what surrounds legal is psychological. So if, if you can imagine legal as a small circle and then outside of that is psychological, you can get legal permission and have people be super annoyed that you're texting them. A hundred percent. But you want to open the psychological door and the best way to do this is have them text you first. So that's why I always say you need to think about using the keyword phone number combination for lead capture because that opens the door to texting. And why do we want to do that? Because we've got to think about how we're going to sell. And yeah, you might have 50% of the people that buy from you just buy without ever talking to anybody. They never chat. They don't text in, whatever. They just buy. Yep. Fantastic. But that, doesn't, that won't make you a fortune. What will make you a fortune is sales. That's right. On top of the marketing. So if your marketing automation is great and it's doing a bunch of sales, but you're not doing any real sales, you're leaving half of your opportunity, probably more than that, on the table. So that you know, that's the part is you've got to get, open the door. So we have that component, which is the keyword phone number thing. You get your own phone number. You're not sharing it with anybody else. You can have multi, We have some people that have hundreds of numbers, but you really only need one for a yeah. business. And then you can create as many keywords as you want. Each of those keywords creates a context. So you know, oh, that lead came from this scenario. Mm-hmm. Well, that lead is to deliver this thing. So you can do as many keywords as you want. Fully integrates into Infusionsoft. We have another company called Yeti Text that connects with things like Active Campaign and HubSpot and you know those those other kind of platforms that are popular right now. But at Fixture Funnel, we do that. And then we have the campaign builder messages. So these are mess- text messages you can initiate from inside of a campaign which traditionally may have been an email-only campaign. Now we can drop in there a text message to be sent out. And then, of course, there's the live chat part. So those are the three core components, and each of those serves a really important role in the business. Now, in addition to that, we've got the things, like I said, the mobile surveys, mobile pages. Because uh, if you're trying to collect a, a mailing address, not really great to do over text. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we got a mobile page that integrates in with Google Address Finder. So that way you get the right full address with like four taps on their phone. So that's great. That's the mobile pages. We got the mobile surveys I mentioned before. We have trackable links so you can know when people are tapping on links. And also that will carry contact IDs with it so that you can be able to continue the tracking of their journey. We have a video tracking. So you can take a YouTube or a Wistia or a Vimeo video, pop that on your blog, link to it from a, a text message, and actually track how long people are watching and then apply tags back in the system. That's really valuable when you're trying to give contextual questions, right? A hundred percent. I sent you that video. I hope you got a chance to watch it. We know they did. Uh, what did you think of that part where Joe said this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was... You know, it made me wonder, you know, can you guys do this or can you help me? That's, that's what, those are the kind of things we're trying to start. Yep. Um, get you on a phone call. I can give you, you know, give me, are you available tomorrow for, or for a call at 8am and we can talk about that with you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Flows are so clean. Once you understand the concepts, it, 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 like it's not uncommon for us to see people double and triple their sales in months once they start applying some of these concepts. And most people, unfortunately, they'll apply one. <laughs> they'll get great results and then they stay there. Yeah. I really wish for their sake that they would they would take these concepts and roll them all the way through. One of my most popular episodes have been the one I did on my webinars and how I, you know, I did one. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll more for all those who are listening. We'll be doing more. I know it was a really popular one. And um, I can, and, and in 
just so everyone knows, I, I, I've not been paid by Ryan. I actually reached out to him <laughs> to have him on the show. Although I do use it, I can tell you firsthand that it's been absolutely phenomenal for, um, for a few things when you do webinars. So if you're out there doing webinars, you can do webinars. You can text to register for a webinar. You can oh, do... Once they have, they've been, once they come in via text message, you can send them reminders. Um, I like to put text messages in a lot of places in the funnel. I like to put it right out on the thank you page. Um, hey, would you like a reminder when this, when the webinar is about to start? Or I can also do, um, because we're in the investing, a lot of my clients are in the investing trading space. Would you like a free uh, stock alert? Would you like a free you know, research alert on a, a particular mutual fund that they're looking at or an investment that they're wanting more information on? what I really want is them to be able to allow me to text them. So I'll say, if you do just text this code, uh, text us this code right now and we'll shoot you the report. We'll shoot you this. We'll shoot you the reminder for the webinar. Okay. So then we do the webinar, right? Then we can go and we send them the text message. What did you think of our webinar? And we know that they attended the webinar, right? We know that they attended, they didn't, that we know that they didn't get to attend the webinar. And so we're able to do a lot of fun things there about us being able to um, use this. So I think that you're right. It, it, it's simple math. The more people, you, this is the thing a lot of people don't understand, um, or it's a big miss I see in a lot of businesses. If you're out there buying leads and you're acquiring people's uh, information um, and you don't, you can't have a conversation, you can't get a hold, and they can't engage with you, that's just money you just completely wasted. Yeah. So an easy win for your business. You do not need to increase your lead budget. We're not, we're one of those companies, rare companies that don't believe that you need to go and, um, how do you grow by hundred percent next year? Spend hundred percent more on lead gen. That's actually not necessarily true. Your lead gen might be just fine. You might be, you actually might have one of the best in the entire industries, but you're lacking is it's not a, it's, it's a multi-prong approach. You need to be attacking every which way you possibly can. Some of your people like email. They're old school. Some people like direct mail. They want to see something physical in the mail. Some people want text messages. Some people are on social media. What is your preferences? And so by adding text message, it is by far, and I can tell you from personal, again, I'm not being paid by you, Ryan. I'm not, you know, not endorsed. I asked you to be a guest on my show, but I can, I wanted you to because of the impact it's made for our clients incorporating it. And not to mention your platform is amazing. It's super, super easy to use. Um, you can be, you can, if you're here for 90 days with inside of our company, you're a complete whiz and master at uh, Fix Your Funnel. It's, it's that easy to, I mean, they know every little bit of it. Uh, so it's not something that you need to have like, you know, oh, in five years, you know, there's some really complicated systems where you feel like you just can't get to the end of it. This is, it's super easy. You can implement it right away. It's all compliant. You guys make it so it's extremely compliant. Um, and so I, I couldn't speak more highly of it. And um, I, so, you know, that's my little shtick here of why I think everyone should go and take a look at it. But more importantly, I just want to add value to everybody and they need to be using text messages. So that's why I was excited to have you on the show to talk about what best well, practices are. You know, there's no age limit too. I heard a story the other day. Oh. A 90-year-old man, he goes to Facebook lead ad. They're, you know, they're fixture funnel customers, so they know to ask for the mobile phone. They send him a text message. Within a few minutes, they've got an appointment set up for him to come in for hearing aids, right, for his, his 92-year-old wife. Wow. And when he's asked, hey, uh, how did you hear about us? He says, well, on TV. And they're like, well, that's funny. We don't do TV. Goes, oh, wait. 
It was on Facebook. In fact, you guys are the first people I've texted. So there's not an age limit. This guy's got a smartphone. He's in his 90s, right? Yep. And, you know, the kid that's that's 12, not that you should be marketing 12-year-olds, but, you know, the whole range, the whole gamut has this. So it is something you got to pay And for. I also like the age thing, but I also like you just said, and this is the big thing, I think, of everybody uh, listening right now. He said that this was the first that he texted. It'd be really interesting. So many businesses do not do this. You don't get your customer feedback. You need to get customer feedback. I would be shocked if anybody's going to start using Fixture Funnel. Do me a favor. Use it, implement it, and then do this. Ask them how many times have they bought a product like ours via text message or started the conversation off. You guys, if you, every business wants to be first, they want to be the first to market on everything. Well, you can also be first by implementing a very viable proven out marketing tactic like text messaging in your business and be the first, you can be the first carpet cleaner that does it. You can be the first online e-commerce store for purses that does it. Look at People just love it. Nobody wants to be on the phone. That's yeah. the, the, you know, it's so inconvenient because you have to coordinate two people's time People just don't love it. Yeah, they they want to get stuff done. If they could text and and set up a time to come into the DMV instead of waiting in line, doing a heartbeat, and they pay fifty bucks to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, hundred percent. There there are so many things that we can do with this, but you know, it's just the beginning. And if you get on and you figure out how to do it, no matter what service you use, if you use the, the concepts we talked about today you're going to change your business. It's going to be phenomenal. Agreed. So you, you've, you've um, been an, an amazing guest. You've, um, uh, I was really, really interested in our pre-conversation before we jumped on the show. And um, the, the amount of information that you brought from an entrepreneur's perspective, a business perspective, and a marketing perspective has been phenomenal. I always like to ask this question, Ryan. What do you do to get inspired or what is inspiring you to be a better entrepreneur or a marketer today? Um, if, you, if you rolled back to 2006 before I moved back down to Southern California, um, I was laying in my bed. It was about 3.30 a.m. And I, at this point, I've got five kids. And I have six now, so it's not like I'm done. <laughs> I was just going to ask how many kids you have now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm scared out of my mind because I'm thinking, what have I done? I've got these kids that count on me. I've got this wonderful wife that counts on me. And I don't know how to take care of them. And, um, you know, th- that, that point in my life, I know so many people find themselves at that point. And so what inspires me is, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur his whole life. I knew the stresses. I knew the stresses of feast and famine income. Like it wasn't uncommon for my dad to make a million dollars in a year. And then a couple of years later, have nothing, you know, yeah. up and down. He was really good, but you know, it was always up and down. There's stresses. And, you know, if you're in construction, the market's up, the market's down. And so, you know, I felt that as a child, I felt the ramifications of my, what my dad was going through, the pressure he had to provide and all that kind of stuff. And for me, what I hope to do is to alleviate some of that for the entrepreneurs that I serve, you know, to take some of that pressure off them, point them in the right direction, help them avoid the pitfalls. Um, because I, I know we don't know how many days we have on earth, right? We know we have to work just the way the world works. We don't know how many days. And so if that's going to be the situation, I hope that I can help you to, to work in such a way that 
your work is meaningful, it pays you well, and you don't have to fear for how you're going to take care of those people that you love. And so that, that's what motivates me. That's what inspires me. That's what drives me is just that mm-hmm. thought. Because I can feel that emotion of being in bed, laying, staring at the ceiling, going, what am I doing? Mm. I have no clue what I'm doing. And, you know, tra- Travis turned that around for me, Travis Tolstrup, when he pointed me in the right direction, pointed me to some resources. And so I hope to do that same thing for others. Mm, beautiful answer, Ryan. Beautiful answer. Ryan Chapman, everybody. So I'm sure people are like, okay, this has been amazing. You're awesome, Ryan. I'm sold. How do they get in contact with you if they've got questions, they want to uh, work with you, they want to use your product? What's the best way people can, can get, get in touch with well, you? Well, if they were interested at all in what we talked about today, um, I, I wrote a book recently called The Messaging Connection. It's my third book on business. It, I think it's one of the most important ones right now because of what we talked about today. If they'd like to get a free digital and audio copy of that, they can text the word LEARN to 949-835-5300. Maybe you can put that in the notes with the... Absolutely, we will. But if you'll text learn to that phone number, you know, you'll see an example of what we're talking about. You'll ask if your name, your email, and I'll give you a link right there. So you can give me a bad email if you want. I don't care. (laughs) I'm not going to email you too much anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, I don't even know if I email you in that situation. But um, and then, of course, you can just start texting with us. um, And just if you have any questions or you need some help or you want to be pointing the right direction, we're happy to do it. You practice what you preach. I love that that's the way to get in touch with you. I hope everybody who's listening tries it. If anything, just to go and learn the right way to start a conversation and to see for yourself the power of text messaging. Mr. Ryan Chapman, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. I'm most certainly going to have to have you back. And uh, we're in Laguna Beach. So you're in Southern California. I'm in Southern California. We definitely need to make sure that we connect. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for coming on the show, man. There you go. That concludes another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're looking for even more content, more ideas, more things that you can do today to help grow your business, then head on over to my Instagram page at Secrets of Marketers. I've got a bunch of content on there and we are giving you guys access to all the behind the scenes stuff that go into making these episodes happen, as well as even more content that you can start to apply to your business today. And if you guys like this show, then help me spread the word. Go to the podcast page on iTunes and leave me a review. It's how I can rank well and how other people can find me. So go for it. Thanks for making my dreams come true. Now go make yours come true. Thanks again.